How's it going? This is Ty, and this is episode 48 of the Fiction and Copy Decoded podcast. I'd like to welcome you. Man, four dozen, 48. That seems like this has been going for kind of a long time. Anyway, uh, before we get into it today, as a review, I mentioned that we had started with the Ford Fusion commercials. I had talked about that with the and or or and how like nuts and bolts is better than nuts or bolts and so on. Uh, for copywriting, the take for that, I had used features and benefits because for different reasons, you can't really have one or the other. You definitely need to have both, at least in my opinion, for various reasons. And for this week, I wanted to do a fiction equivalent as I had done way back in January 17th of 2014. So it's been quite a while, strangely. Sounds kind of weird when I say it out loud. Anyway, uh, so I would do the same thing for what I call the fiction file, something that I'd hope fiction writers would learn the most from, but that copywriters or persuasive writers can learn from too, because it's fun. <laughs> so, all right, let's get to it. So on the surface, uh, this type of thing for and or or for fiction, at least the example that I'm going to use, I think is a lot simpler, at least on the surface, to figure out. Okay, so for fiction writers, this is actually questions or answers. It's like, okay, do we need questions in fiction for readers to answer, or do we need answers to those questions? Like, well, we need both. I mean, obviously you need both. Because, well, I'll get you that. Okay, so I had a random sample of fiction that I read, which I'm not going to make you go through that to go sort through everything to go read it. I could just narrate. With that clumsy interlude, here we go. Okay, so Lydia wrapped her cloak closer, trying not to think about the broken furniture. And if she would have gone into the cottage. Poor Bryn. Three days rations in the fold of her cloak and no more. The berries along the trail started to thin out hours ago. And now the wood was wet. She rubbed two worthless sticks together in the clearing. Can't be stuck in the dark. Lydia rubbed the sticks again. Won't do it. They'll find me, like Dad. She tried to block the memory of his lifeless body in a tree and failed. Tears stung her eyes. The sun sank low on the horizon. The wind ruffled her dark hair and she pulled at her cloak again. Maybe the marks she made along the trees could slow them down? Enough. She threw the soaked kindling on the ground, knelt in front of the excuse for a woodpile. Cupping her hands to her mouth, she blew. As her hands opened, sparks leaped from her fingers to the wood, and after some coaxing, a fire crackled to life. The rain stopped like a tap being turned. Not natural. Lydia hurled a sword being drawn. Don't know how you made it, but I know you're here. Show yourself. And that would be it. Okay, do you have questions? I mean, if that were, if you had read that, maybe in a book or in an index card or what have you. Let's see. Let's see if we, I can, I can think of a few questions. I know you can probably think of a bunch of other questions other than the ones I'm going to talk about here, but just to start us off. Okay. Who is this Lydia chick? Who is she? Where does she, where does she come from? What's her family history like? I mean, it sounds like her father's dead or maybe murdered. And that she had seen the aftermath of it, seems like. We don't know anything about her, where she lives. Uh, why is she running? Who is she running from? Uh, why is her dad dead? Who's this Bryn 
And why is he important? Why are they important? Actually, I didn't say he, actually. So in the passage, that wasn't clear either. So there's another mystery. Who's Bryn? Uh, did she actually light a fire without touching it? Which, yes, she did. Okay, so on, so forth. There's a lot of things you could pull out because the only thing we have to go on is that little passage like, it's basically like 15 seconds worth of reading. It's not very much at all. Okay, so with all those questions and, and others, I mean, that you could have thought up for definitely sure, readers would have those questions. And if you're a fiction writer in this case, or any kind of writer, or with writing as a part of your business, even with real life businesses, I mean like real life businesses, of course, where like if you're like a solopreneur and you have writing that's a part of your business where it's not the primary part, like if you do all your own marketing materials, if you do like cleaning services or anything like that where you have to, or you decided to write your own materials, it's the same thing just between a fiction reader and a prospect for your product or service, there are going to be different questions, but nonetheless, questions are going to be there in their mind about you, about the service, about their problems, whether you can help them. Or, whereas with fiction readers, as it here, as it would be in this case, it's just like more of like, what is this world that I'm in? What's going on? Who is in it? What are they doing? And why are they doing it? And much a lot of other questions I probably can't list here because it would be too long and I don't really want that. So anyway, uh, this is just an example of something. That little passage was just an example. I mean, obviously, if I were to edit this and try to do more things with it, which I, I have to an extent, but it's not to my satisfaction yet by any means, I'd have to go back and look this over. But I would need to keep the answers coming if I were to... Uh, get this piece to where it's more if I would explain it if I would want to lengthen it I would need to answer those questions about who this character is what she's doing, where she's going who's chasing her it seems like she's being chased that is if it has something that had been referred to uh, one of my writing mentors Mary Rosenblum would have referred to as a reliable narrator. So in other words, that uh, this isn't like a, fig a figment of her imagination and she's not hallucinating. Yes, there really are people trying to go after her. And it's like, but why is that? In fiction, you would have to answer those type of questions. Because if you don't, I mean, you can, I should say, answer might be a bit more of a setup because you don't really, if this were a mystery and part of this is a mystery, this particular thing is a mystery. So you don't want to like spill all the beans right away, but you want to answer the questions maybe a little bit at a time as opposed to all at once. I realized that was another part of it that in the original post, I didn't really address very much or at all. But you want to make sure that readers don't get confused because then readers stop reading. And if you're trying to entertain 
people or get people to go through to the end of a presentation, having readers get confused or worse yet bored is not what you want to do, obviously. Okay. It also depends with fiction on the length of the story. Because if this were a longer story, say if it was 10 and 15,000 words, I would have a lot of time to answer the questions that would come up. And I could introduce complications and a bunch of other things. But I would eventually have to give answers somewhere along the line to these, these big questions or major issues. Uh, and I kind of spoiled it with and or or. I mean, questions need answers. It's okay. Uh, readers will be looking for them because after you stoke the curiosity, they're looking for that resolution to say that, okay, it's all been worthwhile and I finally understand why this is the way it is. Because that's making sure that they're not disappointed and that's also making sure that they're curious and that they're wanting to read more of your content and so on and so forth. Uh, the bit of a difficult part, though, is how you provide those answers will ultimately be up to you. That'll be the end of this episode. I appreciate you guys hanging out. To learn more about the blog this podcast is connected to, you can visit it at fictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com. You can learn about me there. You can also learn about me at my copywriting samples website, which is timeallcopywriting.yolasite.com. Yola site is one word. It's Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E dot com. And you can also support this podcast. Number one way to do that is by commenting, sharing, and subscribing to it wherever you listen to it, whether that's on Google Play, iTunes, or some other platform. You can also become a monthly contributor if you'd like to do that. For 99 cents a month, you'll get my thanks, which would be totally awesome especially since I'm planning to do that in each episode where I have monthly contributors. For the next level, I think it's $4.99 a month. I'll give you part of the description of the show for your business or whatever else you're looking to promote. Go to if you have a service business or product business or what have you like that. And for $9.99, I'll plan to give you like a 30 to second to one minute ad in the show itself. So I'll need to learn about your business and who you serve and all kinds of neat stuff. But I'm cool with that if you are. So if you've got a business to promote, that's awesome. Anyway, you can get in touch with me on that if you'd like. Otherwise, we will catch you guys next time. Bye-bye.